Resorts, homes and a newly built hospital have been washed away. No electricity, nothing whatsoever. We need to be prepared for the future. I'm just holding on for dear life here. This isn't fun. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? And make sure everyone's safety comes first. Save what for dream. You must ready. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. Eventually, I know it's going to hit. It's only a matter of time. Helping your community. Helping your family. Helping you. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Hello and welcome to Pacific Prepared. I'm Fred Hooper and we're coming to you from Tonga for the next little while. We've got a great team of reporters who are on the ground chatting to you and the stories we bring you could help you, your family and your community prepare for natural disasters. The weather and how it affects you is already part of your life. So let's keep talking about being prepared. On today's show, what do young people think of climate change and natural disasters? We'll hear some of those thoughts soon. Also, the flow-on effects to communities of planting mangroves, and it goes a bit further than the water's edge. And after almost one year since the tsunami in Tonga, some residents are only just finding their feet again. We chat to residents to find out more. That's all coming up. This is Pacific Prepared. People's lives have been affected by a disaster. Know what to do. Know what to do. Know what to do. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. See, all the signs are coming. So we have to prepare. Be prepared. Pacific prepared. As a young person, small things can make a huge impact on us. They can stay with us for a long time, if not forever. So imagine the memories that you would create from living with natural disasters. I wanted to find out what kind of experiences young people living in Tonga have had with natural disasters. Students at Axe Community School in Tonga have had plenty of experiences, and this is just a little bit of what they had to say. I was worried about my families in other houses, so my dad went and picked them up. So we all stayed, all of our families were in one house. Uh, my name is Pretty Vagina, and I'm 16 years old, ex community school. Awesome. Uh, what do you know about natural disasters and, and climate change? Um, all I know that there's been changing around the years, which is quite um, amazing for us to experience, especially when we have the uh, volcano eruption is also the tsunami at the same time. So for me, is it was kind of interesting because it was my first time experiencing it. So, yeah. What was that like for you? Um, life-changing, actually, because I didn't know that... Um, that it could happen here in Tonga because mostly here in Tonga there's not much such big natural disasters but for the volcano eruption and the tsunami, yes. But at the same time, we count it as a blessing that we're also here safe and sound. Yeah. yeah, sure. Do you think people who live outside the Pacific understand what climate change is really doing to countries? Well, from my perspective, I believe that, yes, people are aware of what had happened here in Tonga, but not just here in Tonga, especially in Fiji, around Samoa, yeah. Uh, my name is Baptiste Flory. Uh, I'm 15 years old. I go to ex-community school. 
what, have you lived through some natural disasters like cyclone storms, that kind of thing? Uh, cyclones, uh, Cyclone Gita. Uh, that was my first cyclone I experienced. Right. It was, uh, it was pretty rough. What happened? Where were you? Uh, I, was at, uh, I was at home just with uh, my mum and my dad. And then we heard the radio said that there was a cyclone. So we hurried and uh, got some kappa, some stuff to nail against the louvers. Yeah, yeah the right. windows. Yeah. And you just stayed in your home the whole time? Yeah, we just stayed at our house. And your house was okay? Yeah, our house was okay. And what were you kind of were you worried at that time though? I guess there would have been a lot of noise around from the the wind. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I was worried about my families in other houses, so my dad went and picked them up. So we all stayed. All of our families were in one house, and uh, yeah, we just started praying to God to uh, help us. Are there things that you do? Like now, when there's no disasters happening, to prepare for them, like are the things that you sort of you think about getting ready for. Oh, to be honest, I I just thank the Lord for for not um like keeping us safe here in Tonga. Uh, but if there was something to prepare, I would say to uh, stay home and yeah, keep praying. My name is Kilipia Koteu, and I'm 18 years old. I go to ex community school in Tonga. Excellent. Have you lived through a few natural disasters as well? Yes, yes, I have. What sort of things? Uh, cyclones, hurricanes, and also the recent one, the volcanic eruption and the tsunami. Uh, so from my experience, um, so every year, so when I was growing up, uh, so the first year the cyclone wasn't that, um, wasn't that disruptive. But as the years went by, like due to, due to climate change and um, global warming, I, I did I did recognize that every year it becomes more disruptive and it actually destroys more homes than it did before. Yeah, that's what I experienced. Is climate change something that you think about a lot too? Yeah. I do. I do think about. And do you feel like the people who live outside the Pacific understand what climate change does here? I don't really know because uh, we're just here to raise awareness and actually ask for your help um, to actually see that that our specific islanders are the ones actually at risk. We're the ones actually facing the challenges of climate change, the rise of sea level and the hurricanes. How does all that make you feel about living in Tonga? Uh, biblically, I don't really care because I know that the country is in God's hands. But also, um, also, I'm also concerned about the people and uh, all of us. If, like, since the like every year, we are, we're always expecting a cyclone to occur, and we don't know how hard it's gonna hit us. And yeah, we're, we're quite. Some of us are quite um, scared. But for me, I'm not really scared. <laughs> yeah. uh, my name is David Alpha. I'm 17 years old, and I go to ex community school in Tom. Can you explain to me what you know about natural disasters and, and climate change? Um, all I know is that um, it's a lot to do with um, global warming and um, high sea levels, um, sea levels rising, and just yeah, it's increase in um, natural disasters and it worsening. Yeah. What sort of natural disasters have you seen personally? Hurricanes, earthquakes, tsunamis, and um, just the recent. Um, Volcanic eruption, generally. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty frequent now. Um, it's like every year we 
experience cyclones. So it's for now, you just yeah, sort of normal now, right? Sort of normal, yeah. yeah. We tend not to underestimate it, but yeah, we do prepare ourselves. But yeah, it's it's kind of like a routine now every year. Expect a tsunami, um, oh, a cyclone nowadays. Do you think that people who live outside the Pacific understand what climate change does to people in the Pacific? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are aware because um, there have been there has been other um, groups, uh, movements to um, to ra- raise awareness of um, climate change, and I'm pretty sure the people are aware. But, I think it's just us, um, and when we're gonna actually like do something about it, and and just not talk about it, but actually do something. Yeah. My name is Laurie Davy. I am 17 years old. I go to X Community School here in Toronto. And what do you know about um, climate change? Um, I know that it's affecting us greatly. Um, my point of view is very different from my parents' point of view because back then climate change wasn't. Um, that's serious um, and nowadays back then they would only have cyclones about like once every eight years or something but now we have it every other year um, for me I've been through two um, category five um, cyclones um, yeah in in 2015 my family and I we moved to Vanuatu and one month into moving there we um, we experienced um, cycling pan, um, five, five, yeah, category five. Um, Eleven people died in that cyclone, and it was mostly due to running around during the cyclone, which is about 150 to 180 kilometers of the wind. Yeah, and yeah, they, a lot of people were left homeless with nothing. And in 2018. My family and I, we moved to Tonga, and one month also into moving here, we experienced Cyclone Dita, which was also a Category 5. But this one was different because um, my family and I, since we experienced uh, uh, one before in Vanuatu, we we came to Tonga and we knew what was going to happen. So we went out to the community and we went out to the vulnerable places and the homes and we we took them out and we took them to our church hall and we gave them food and water and some of our young leaders and and youth stayed with them over the night throughout the cyclone and then the next morning um, normally we would wait for like assistance from other countries which would normally take a month but we came out the very next day after the cyclone and we went out, we, we went and checked their houses and we, we gave them stuff to, to wait until other resources come in. Students from Axe Community School in Tonga and some of their views and thoughts on natural disasters and climate change, something that they've grown up with their whole lives now. What's your plan? Are you ready to leave your home? Plan now before disaster strikes. Pacific Prepared. When you think about mangroves, I'm pretty sure you can see them. Long, spindly-looking roots growing in all directions, ultimately ending up in the ground. And the bright green leafy tops. Quite a common sight around the Pacific. Mangroves have lots of benefits, 
and not just around the water's edge where you find them. They can also help communities sustain themselves. PNG Pacific Prepared reporter Diane Waketsi went along to an event recently for World Mangrove Day, where there were 5,000 mangroves planted. This year, to mark World Mangrove Day, officers from Climate Change and Development Authority planted 5,000 mangrove seedlings at Dogura Beach in Port Mosby. The mangrove planting event was hosted by the Nature Conservancy and supported by key partners. Jacinta Cole from CCDA during the event acknowledged TNC for the initiative in organizing such an event. We are very happy to be here today to represent the government in terms of um, climate change and what we're doing here in PNG. So basically one of our um, areas of support is in the red plus that's reducing emission from deforestation and degradation. So we look at also conservation, what we can do. Ms. Cole said the CCDA was established in August of 2010 and the office mainly dealt with policies. The Climate Change and Development Authority is the official government entity in coordinating climate change efforts in Papua New Guinea. It coordinates all climate-related policies, strategies and actions with the vision of being the leader in promoting climate resilience, low-carbon growth and sustainable development in Papua New Guinea. So we mainly deal with the policy to have those right policy in place by the government to enable the implementation as what we have, we are here today for. Mangrove is good for both adaption and mitigation. Under sustainable management, mangroves provide many livelihood opportunities for local communities that can help to keep these valuable coastal ecosystems intact. Shellfish gathering, fishing and beekeeping are some of these opportunities that communities living alongside mangroves can benefit from with a thriving mangrove forest, according to WWF. The Nature Conservancy Country Director, Jacqueline Nen, said the plan is to plant 20,000 mangrove seedlings over the next two years. She's adamant that this can be achieved if the planting program is done every year. She thanked the communities at Dogra because they have taken ownership of the rehabilitation of their mangrove forest. She thanked the communities at Dogra because they have taken ownership of the rehabilitation of their mangrove forest. PNG Pacific Prepared reporter Diane Waketsi explaining the value of mangroves to communities right across the Pacific. We need to be prepared for the future. Helping you stay safe. We have built a seawall two times, but it did no good. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. If you're hearing this, you're obviously interested in the Pacific, which is why I wanted to let you know about ABC Pacific website. You can listen back to anything you hear on the program, and it's just a good way for you to connect with us. You can share information with us, maybe you're working on something in the disaster preparedness space, or maybe you've got some feedback. There's also a heap of links on there that might be of interest to you. Pacific Beat for all your news and current affairs in the Pacific. And for all the latest sports news, you've got Can You Be More Pacific? 
The easiest way to get in touch is just to search for ABC Pacific and then scroll down to the Connect With Us section. There's lots of ways to contact us there. What's your plan? Are you ready to leave your home? Plan now before disaster strikes. Pacific Prepared. Almost one year after the tsunami in Tonga, some residents on the western side of the main island are still feeling the impact. Cleaning up around their property, trees, debris, dirt, rocks, and anything else that was swept up in the tsunami. The district officer for the western district in Tonga is Sioni Manumanu, who's standing on the side of the road in Ahahu, and you can hear the heavy council machinery cleaning up in the background. Tonga Broadcasting Commission spoke with Sioni about the clean-up and what comes next for these impacted communities? Everyone in my district was affected. People should understand that sea level rising is bound to happen in low-lying areas like us. And in the near future, there might be another one, but more intense than this one. So people need to be cautious. From the devastation in January, no one was actually living in their homes when the tsunami happened as everyone moved inland. Many houses were destroyed along with vegetation and livestock, which is the main source of income for the people in my district. But despite all of that, we need to move on. We cannot change what has happened. The damage has been done. Now it's time for the people in my district to work together to help sustain themselves in the long run instead of waiting around for foreign aid to assist them. We need to prepare for a bigger wave, so we're looking at new houses to relocate to in a safer area in events like this in the future. Kanokupolu and Ahau are the estates of His Majesty Enatata, the estate of His Royal Highness Prince Atta, and we'd like to thank them for allowing us to live in these villages after what has happened from the tsunami. There are still some families who are living in their homes in Kanokupolu at the village hall. So far, only two or three families living there still want to live in the environment they grew up in. They have become so attached to the environment they were in before the eruption, and I want these people to change their perspective. Look ahead for a brighter future. No one knows what the future holds. The impacts of climate change will always be there. When the situation gets worse, move. Don't stay in the same area that has already been damaged. The recent tsunami warning, the sirens were heard throughout Tonga, so we were able to evacuate quickly inland. Unlike the day of the eruption, there were no sirens. The only thing we noticed was the waves escalating, so we knew it was a bad sign and had to run inland. What we're looking at now is for better evacuation routes to use in times of emergencies and to ensure these routes are not busy. It's a good thing the government has carried out maintenance work to the road from Fo'ui to Matahau, which is good for us to evacuate to when disasters strike. Climate change is a very important subject people need to know more about. 
You see, now we cannot control it. The season when it's cold, the temperature is hot, and vice versa. Even rainy season, it's sunny. But that comes as a reminder to us all the importance of having our 72-hour kits handy. So in times of emergency, all we need to take is our 72-hour kit and our children and run to the safest place. We need to be prepared in order to protect ourselves and our families. We never know. The next one might be a bigger event than this one, so there will be more difficulties. But let's not lose hope. Let's be optimistic for the future of our country. After the incident, we felt we were abandoned. But now, 11 months on, we feel our lives have been completely restored. We have a new house to find a shelter and rest in, thanks to the government. Now we are starting from scratch to be able to survive while recovering, and it is a blessing to be able to still be here and still be living. We may have lost everything, but we have moved on and built our lives on the resources we have. Selling Tongan tobacco for us has earned us a lot of money and for that we are grateful. It's about time we stand on our own two feet instead of waiting around for aid. When the tsunami came, we rushed to an evacuation center, leaving behind everything. We did not grab anything as the only thing on our mind was to move to higher ground immediately with our family. Our home was destroyed. The water from the sea reached mid-waist level and we even discovered a dead dog on our veranda. The youth in the village were able to help clean up our house. Now, we are building it back better compared to the days after the tsunami. I have lost my husband and I am the only one taking care of our children. Our house was rebuilt. I asked my kids if they could paint the house and help decorate it so I would not be reminded of the tragic events that happened in January. No one wants to relieve that memory. It was a painful experience for us, so it's best we move on and not live in the past. Sioni Manumanu, the district officer for the Western District in Tonga. You also heard from two residents who were affected by the tsunami in the Western District of Tonga. The time to prepare is now, not right before an emergency. No electricity, nothing whatsoever. You are listening to Pacific Prepared. Helping you stay safe. Pacific Prepared. When we are talking to friends and family, and they are forecasts of a major weather event coming, you'll hear lots of words and phrases tossed around. But often those words have official and very specific meanings. And if they are misused, innocently or accidentally, it can create dangerous rumors and misunderstanding. So here are some common terms used to describe extreme weather and cyclone season. 
try to imagine events you have lived through and where on the scale they would be placed. If the forecast warns of a tropical low, you can expect strong winds. Large waves will begin to form. White foam crests will be more extensive from breaking waves. White foam will be blown in streaks along the wind direction. Expect strong winds to cause negligible house damage to old thatch houses and some garden crops like banana trees. Whistling will be heard in power and telephone wires. Old trees will be in motion. If the tropical low becomes category one, winds become gale force. That means they will reach speeds of between 90 and 125 kilometers per hour. During a category one tropical low, expect moderately high to high waves of greater length and dense streaks of foam. Twigs will break off trees. Slight structural damage will occur, such as roofing dislodged, larger branches breaking off, and garden crops being damaged. If a category two event is forecast, expect storm force winds of between 125 and 164 kilometers per hour. A category two storm brings very high waves with overhanging crests, dense white streaks. The tumbling of the sea becomes heavy, and visibility is affected. Considerable structural damage can be expected, such as trees uprooted. There will be heavy damage to some crops. Category two brings high risk of power failure. A category three event brings destructive hurricane force winds of between 165 and 224 kilometers per hour. It will bring phenomenally high waves. The sea will be covered with long white patches of foam. The air filled with foam and spray and visibility will be very seriously affected. Some roof and structural damage will occur. Some local thatch houses will be destroyed. Power failures are likely. A Category Four event brings very destructive hurricane force winds between 225 and 279 kilometers per hour. Waves will be phenomenally high. The sea covered with long white patches of foam. The air filled with foam and spray and visibility very seriously affected. Expect significant roofing loss and structural damage. Many thatch houses will be destroyed and blown away. Debris will become airborne and dangerous. Widespread power failures should be expected. A Category Five event brings catastrophic hurricane force winds of more than 280 kilometers per hour. Prepare for phenomenally high waves. See covered with long white patches of foam. Air filled with foam and spray and very seriously affected visibility. A Category Five storm is extremely dangerous and will cause widespread destruction. To be prepared for disaster, you need to understand what official terms mean and what you can expect. This information was sourced from the Vanuatu Disaster Management Office on the official website. There are pictures that show you what to expect in each category, which may help those. Who do not read or write or have English as a second language. Each Pacific nation has its own emergency procedures. Most can be accessed from your local national emergency management office. Be informed. Be prepared. Pacific Prepared is supported by the Pacific Media Assistance Scheme with funding from the Australian Government's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade.
Any views expressed do not necessarily represent those of PACMAS or the Australian Government. It's produced and distributed in partnership with Radio Australia and networks across the Pacific, including Radio New Zealand Pacific, NBC Papua New Guinea, Palau Wave Radio, Capital FM 107 Vanuatu, FBC Fiji, Samoa National Radio 2AP, SIBC Solomon Islands Broadcasting Corporation, and of course TBC Tonga Broadcasting Commission, where we've been based for the past little while producing Pacific Prepared in-country. My name's Fred Hooper. Please share any information that you've learned today and stay safe. This has been Pacific Prepared.